This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. Yeah, it felt good. You know, obviously just getting back out on the field, uh, getting back on Bush especially, I think was huge for everybody. You know, just to kind of get the uniforms back on, get them a little dirty, uh, just kind of get back to doing, you know, what we're used to doing. That's the voice of Gold Glover, Colton Wong, talking about inner squads, what it was like to finally get back on the field here at Bush Stadium in some sort of game-like situation. Hello, welcome to the program. My name is Brett McMillan. So glad that you could be with us here. It's been a little bit. It's been a wild ride so far, but we're gearing up for the regular season here in just a couple of weeks, and the Cardinals are doing that by getting together and playing against each other. That is going to be the topic of the program today. The inner squad, how is it different than normal competition? How is it the same as facing a team in another uniform? And just what it has been like for the Cardinals after a four-month layoff to finally be playing uh, some kind of competitive game. As I speak, if you're listening to this on, oh, here, what is today's date? The 14th. Uh, tonight on Cardinals.com, Dan McLaughlin will be on the call streaming the club's inter-squad game as they will face off at Bush Stadium right about 7 o'clock Central Time on the first pitch. Again, you can watch it. Danny Mack will bring it to you 7 o'clock on Cardinals.com. The inter-squad is definitely a fascinating thing. We don't see it a whole heck of a lot in traditional spring training, and we pretty much never see it during the regular season or postseason, but because of COVID and the ability of teams or lack of ability to do a lot of exhibition games during summer camp, the inner squad has become an important thing here in St. Louis for Cardinals camp. Before we dive in, just one programming note. If you are a regular listener of the show, thank you. We really appreciate that. If you're new, just want to let you know that generally during the baseball season, we do these every week on Tuesday. We've just relaunched our production of our television show by the same name, Cardinals Insider. In fact, you can head to cardinals.com slash insider, click on where to watch, and then figure out where you can watch this weekend, July 18th and 19th, new episodes of Cardinals Insider return to the year. We are so excited. Ozzy is, is back hosting. We'll have a look at what it is like around here and the unique challenges of trying to stage a baseball season in this uh, very unique environment. I feel like that word is getting a little overused both on this show and just in general, but I can't think of a better one. I mean, it just is. It's it's one of a kind, at least during my lifetime, to see the sport going through what it is going right now. All that to say, really appreciate you hanging out. We really love doing the Cardinals Insider Podcast. The show is going to continue We are going to do our very best to fulfill new episodes every Tuesday. 
There might be weeks that it comes on a different day than Tuesday, or we might have times where we go more than seven days. You know, we might go 10 days, or I'm going to try to keep it to no more than that. Maybe it slides to two weeks here and there. But all this to say, it might not be on the nose on Tuesday as you're used to under normal circumstances, but we are committed to continuing to make this podcast part of your experience as you take in the baseball season this summer. You're appreciated. We we greatly love your impact. Podcast with an S at cardinals.com is the email. And just want you to know that, uh, that we will continue to bring you these episodes as frequently as possible. And as we always tell you, the best way to make sure you don't miss anything is to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also check us out at cardinals.com slash podcast too. For what it's worth, if there's anything that you're interested in or curious about that you'd like to hear more about in audio or, hey, on on television or YouTube or whatever it might be, this is certainly uh, uncharted waters for all of us. So if there's part of this experience that you're curious about, shoot me an email and we'll see if maybe we can get into it. I can't guarantee we can cover every topic, but I would like to hear what you, the fans, are interested in hearing about at all times, but definitely in this 2020 season. All right, this is a lot of me talking. Let's get to the the good stuff here and talk about inner squads. And we start with Miles Michaelis. Uh, the the question posed to Miles. All of these bites, by the way, coming from their media availabilities over Zoom. What to Miles is the difference between an inner squad and a regular game? How is that dynamic different? Um, it's different in that I get to immediately uh, talk trash or not talk trash to them. But I think my mentality is the same. I'm going out there and I'm trying to get guys out, you know, whether it's, you know, if I'm going fishing with Wong tomorrow on the off day, I'm, I'm still looking at him as, you know, public enemy number one when he gets in that box. Uh, you know, it's, it's an inner squad and we're teammates, but for that short amount of time, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be your friend. Uh, I'm trying to get ready for the season. And I think as these games get even closer and these inner squad games get stretched out even longer, I think you're going to see a little bit more of an edge and maybe some more trash talking and uh, maybe guys getting a little more gritty. I think it'll be fun. So you just heard what's different, but how do you, how do you approach an inner squad if you're a pitcher, if you're Miles Michaelis? What are you trying to accomplish? How do you know that you're getting productive work done in an inner squad setting because hey against teammates it is a little bit different of a feel so what are you looking for to make sure it's working to know that you're doing good stuff that i'm able to mix it up and, and keep them off the fastball um you know if guys are are taking swings at the fastball even if their fastball counts if they're fouling it off or it doesn't look like they're necessarily all over it uh that lets me know that you know i'm throwing strikes with my breaking balls or at least uh, the idea of off speed is is kind of always in their head. You know, my my any pitch, any time uh, mentality is is there. So I think as long as that's there, and the the hitters, uh, you know, as long as guys aren't squaring up my fastball every time I throw it, uh, I know they put some good swings on on a few today and the other day, but nothing. Um, you know, doesn't seem like every time I throw a heater that they're all over, and so it's good. I found this next bite really interesting. The mindset of facing a teammate. Certainly, you don't want to hurt anybody ever. You definitely don't want to hurt anybody wearing the same uniform as you. But all you're seeing in an inner squad setting like this in this summer camp, spring training 2.0, so to speak, we're calling it summer camp. But what what do you do? How do you make sure that you toe the line between being competitive 
and also getting your work done. Here's Miles Michaelis on the, the mindset of facing a teammate. I accidentally hit a batter today, but all I could think of was the home run that Paul hit off me the other day. We called an inside fastball, and I didn't want to throw it too far inside because it was my first outing. I didn't want to hit anyone. I don't want to hit, you know, I don't want to hit any of our players. But today I knew that I had to commit to an inside fastball a little bit more and, and it slipped and I hit a guy and, you know, it is what it is. I, I guess I'd rather hit someone than give up a home run. And I think that was, you know, maybe learning something from the first inter squad game where maybe I, I held back a little bit because they were teammates and now, uh, you know, get off the plate. <laughs> Tyler O'Neill was posed a similar question. How does he balance uh, you know, locking in and getting good competition and getting ready for the season, but also knowing that it's somebody that you are sharing a hypothetical clubhouse with that you're opposing. We're all buddies in this clubhouse. We've got great chemistry, so it's, it's tough. Not tough, but it's it's definitely a different mentality that you have to take in there. you kind of you got to get up a little more for it, uh, and I'm still learning that. Um, it, it's weird facing Cardinals pitchers and uh, seeing Cardinals fielders out there. So uh, it's, it's an adjustment, but, um, you know, we're getting good reps out there. And, you know, we'll, we'll be playing against P- Pittsburgh and other, other teams pretty quick. So all good. I feel like you have to really deep, dig deep down. I mean, air squads are so far and few between, you know, very rarely do we have an opportunity to, to do something like we're doing, let alone at Bush, you know, maybe maybe live VPs at the beginning, beginning of spring. But, um, you know, again, you just got to find the fire somehow. Every year at Jupiter, one of my favorite things is to see live VPs. Guys normally start to gather around. I mean, alumni, current players, there's matchups you like seeing. Wayno Yachty, that's always fun. This year we had Matthew Libertor, who got traded over from the Rays as part of the Jose Martinez deal this winter. Uh, he is one of the top pitching prospects in the Cardinals organization. He also grew up with Nolan Gorman, one of the top position player prospects in our system. And those two went head-to-head for the first time since they were high schoolers out in Arizona. That drew a lot of eyeballs around the cage. So we see these these individual matchups a lot, and people are intrigued by them. But we don't get to see whole games worth of matchups like that really ever. This is the first time I can think of that we've gotten to see something like this. So here's Miles Michaelis on the people that he likes to face for whatever the reason might be. The, the, the guys that he thinks it's fun to compete against that also happen to be on his own team most of the time. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, you know, Paul hit a home run off me the other day. So he's, you know, he's a guy that I'm trying to get out. Uh, you know, our, our our big time hitters are always fun. Pitching against Carp is fun because he has a great eye. So, you know, you know, it's, it's fun to kind of work him and Wong, uh, guys that have good eyes. Uh, it's fun to pitch against uh, Lane Thomas. You know, he's a good hitter, but, uh, you know, it's fun to fun to get him out. And, uh, you know, it's kind of everybody it's it's fun facing Yachty you know he walked through the clubhouse today and he he said hi to some other players and then he looked at me and kind of gave me a look like I'm gonna get you today so uh you know guys are guys are coming after each other and I think it makes it fun I love it Yachty kind of giving a little grin to Miles that's real fun stuff hey Lane Thomas had entered the room uh right during the tail end of that Miles Michaelis answer and he had heard that Miles said that he likes to get Lane out he thinks that's fun Derek Gould from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch followed up on that with Lane and, and wanted to inquire and see if Lane had heard that and what he thought of it. I absolutely heard every every second of that. So maybe, maybe we'll have to take that into the next time, you know, we face each other. I think they, 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 they want all of our, you know, at the end of the day, they want us all to do do well. So um, 
just kind of see how I took it, you know. Wayne Thomas looking for at bats this season as part of the Cardinals outfielder trying or outfield rather trying to earn an opportunity. So what does he learn from inner squads? He's trying to to show the club something to make a point. And what is he learning as he faces teammates in this scenario? Yeah, I think it's good. I think it um, it's good facing guys who know you, you know, because they watch you play a lot. They probably know what you're not good at and what you are good at. So it's that's kind of been my take on it is how would I get pitched by someone who knows me well. So um, at that and then just kind of getting a feel for the strike zone again after not, not taking live at bats for a while. Now here's the big question. How do you keep this thing from becoming redundant or stale? This was something throughout this Zoom. I want to give uh, credit to Derek Gould again from the Post-Dispatch. He was really kind of asking uh, this question to a lot of guys, and I thought it was an insightful one, so I hope that Derek doesn't mind that we borrow it here and and chew on it uh, a little bit. But how do you keep this thing from becoming stale? Uh, the, The way that you do that, I guess, is that you have the right mindset going in, at least... That's what manager Mike Schilt says. Not with this group. Uh, I really don't. Um, you know, I, I really am comfortable and confident that this group is is, um, is going to compete regardless of circumstance, regardless of opponent. Um, I think it's a quality trait in general with this team. I can see that, they, you know, um, you know, we're not going to play inter squads forever, and I, but this group is – enjoying the competition, enjoying the fact that they want to win, enjoying the fact that they're out there playing baseball. So uh, I don't think the monotony is – I'm not overly worried about it with this group because they're just such alphas. So there you go, the complexities and the nuances of an inter-squad. Again, if you're listening to this on the 14th of this month, that is July 14th, it's Tuesday as we speak – Tonight, Dan McLaughlin on the call, cardinals.com, approximately a 7 o'clock first pitch. You can watch it in your very own home. Hopefully it starts to give you a little bit of a regular summer feel with Danny Mack on the call for this inner squad. The plan right now, it could change. Uh, Times can shift around. Things are kind of fluid during a training camp setting, but I think the plan is to have Dan do the call on the rest of these inner squad live streams through cardinals.com for the rest of summer camp until eventually the Cardinals face the Royals on the 22nd. That will be an official exhibition game here in St. Louis, and then the season opens against the Pittsburgh Pirates on the 24th of this month. Pivoting, changing gears just real quick to round out the program. Mike Schilt was asked a question in a media availability the other day, and I thought it was just a really well-thought-out answer and an answer that is worth replaying and chewing on here in this space. Uh, Today, this morning, Cardinals Care participated in a groundbreaking over at Harris-Stowe State University. For those of you who don't know, uh, that is in Midtown St. Louis. And they are rebuilding, renovating, I guess is the better word, the ballpark over at Harris-Stowe and the softball field. And that is the former site of the St. Louis Stars home ballpark. The Stars, of course, were the Negro League franchise here in St. Louis. Cardinals Care making a a generous donation north of a million dollars in order to help this project get off the ground. 1.1 million actually is is the money that Cardinals Care put out to fund new baseball and softball fields at Harris-Stowe State University. And Ben Fredrickson from the Post-Dispatch, again, want to give credit where credit is due, asked Mike Schilt what he thought 
of the Cardinals kind of taking an ownership stake, so to speak, and and putting money out there and making it a point to try to keep the history and and tip the cap to the Negro Leagues and the great players who played on that ground and making it a place where the student-athletes at Harris-Stowe can continue to play baseball and softball and honor the legacy of, of the people that played in the Negro Leagues so many years ago. Shilty gave a, a nice long answer here. The part you're going to hear is most of it. It's about four minutes. I'm leaving it as it was because I want you to hear it all in context. Just Mike Schilt with his thoughts on race and the game of baseball and all of us collectively uh, interacting with those two things and taking an ownership in equality here in our own community. Baseball was the first major sport to integrate. And uh, Paul had Branch Rickey, who started his career in the Cardinal organization, started minor league baseball, and, and just is probably one of the, I mean, probably for me, it's subjective, right? But it's my opinion that Branch Rickey is one of the top three people and could be argued number one influential people in the game of baseball. Um, and the, probably the number one thing I would say that he was able to do of many things because he was very much innovator and um, opened up our game was he created opportunities for African-Americans and, and um, started with Jackie Robinson. And clearly he picked the right, right guy from a, somebody who could handle all that. And it just, you know, sadly that, you know, he had to, he had to find the right mentality of a person that he knew was going to, going to see some backlash and, and, um, and was able to, to handle it in the right manner initially. And then as he established himself from a talent standpoint, be able to, to speak up. And, and also during those times, I know, you know, like Pee Wee Reese was a, was a real strong advocator for Jackie and supporter for him and stood up for him. And, and, you know, so, so right there is just a great example. I mean, first of all, it's just about opportunity. And then it's about making sure that the people, if we see anything that has any injustice to it, that we speak up and say, you know, this isn't appropriate. It's not right. And, um, you know, I, I applaud our game for, for giving and being a, you know, a, a, a sport that, that looks and recognizes that, you know what, there is oppression out there, there is injustice out there. And um, I also appreciate about the sport is the sport is pretty pure in a sense that it, the game itself doesn't care. One of the things I love about the sport is the sport's not, the game itself's not prejudiced. The game doesn't care what language you speak or what color you are or you're not how much money you have or you don't. Um, the game really just cares if you play it and if you respect it. And it's, it's, there's a lot of peace in that for me. And that's one thing I love about it is, is just that because there's no real, um, the game itself is pure. And um, I'm not saying there hadn't been injustice because there has. I mean, you know, I, I, I personally get um, bothered by any injustice. And I've seen, I've seen, um, off the field um, and on the field, people not be respected or, or, or um, looked at in a different manner based on their, their heritage or the color of their skin, whether it be an African-American or whether it be a Latin player. Um, and it's, it's, it's always bothered me. Um, so I'm really glad that we continue to create awareness about what we're doing and we're gonna support and create an opportunity um, for, for people to have a fair playing field, so to speak. And, you know, my hope and prayer uh, and personal responsibilities now that awareness is created is to continue 
my part and our part to find solutions. Um, and I'm really, like I said, I'm, uh, it's unfortunate that we've had to create this awareness because people hadn't listened for some daggone long to what's taking place. But now I think we've got more people's attention and now it's time to take advantage of that attention and do things about it that create opportunity and create legitimate solutions and accountability to make sure that that even playing field remains that way. And, and we created to where it's just, you know, there's no one's looking at somebody's skin or, or anybody is anything other than, you know, just a human being. Because the fact of the matter, our skin after a 16th of an inch is we're all the same. And so um, long answer your question, I'm passionate about this subject and, and um, I'm glad we're, we're at the organization doing something that's positive about it. And, and I'm glad in our society we're, we're facing it and people are um, respectfully doing something about it. Mike Schilt, and again, the question posed by Ben Fredrickson of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. That's all for today's program. We'll catch you next time. It's been really fun to talk some Cardinals baseballs. We look forward to opening day, the 24th, man. It can't get here fast enough. So glad that you've been a part of the program. For everybody else who's been involved today, my name is Brett McMillan. Again, Cardinals Insider TV. Check out where to watch at cardinals.com insider. It comes back this weekend, 7 o'clock tonight on Cardinals.com. Dan McLaughlin, the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, on the call for the club's inner squad. My name's Brett McMillan. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.